The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. Let's open our Bibles. Please remain standing for the reading of God's Word. We are running a series starting from today. I actually thought it would be for two Sundays, but I think it's going to extend to three Sundays. And it's on divine wisdom. And we want you to understand that God's wisdom is a cure-all for any challenge. It can cure any challenge. I mean, if you have a problem and you can access the wisdom commensurate to fixing that problem, you will always overcome the problem, regardless of what the devil is doing. So whatever the challenge is, health challenge, marital challenge, financial challenge, the believer does not have to run elter-skelter. He just needs to locate divine wisdom. Hallelujah. And by God's grace, what we'll be showing you is how you can locate that wisdom that you need in Jesus' name. James chapter 1. We'll read from verse 2 to 8 in chapter 1. And then we will jump to chapter 3 and read another portion in chapter 3. James chapter 1 from verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And I'm sure practically all of us are in one trial or another here this morning. But look at what he's telling us to do. Don't despair. Rejoice. Why should I rejoice? Verse 3 tells you, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Glory be to God. I prophesy over someone under the sound of my voice at the end of the day concerning the various trials that are in your life right now. You will end up being perfect and complete lacking nothing in the name of Jesus. That's God's will for us. That's God's word to us. Verse 5, if any one of you in King's Word, Ikeja, listening to Pastor T on this Sunday morning, <laughs> praise the Lord, let me tell you, but that includes you. Anyone, not just the pastors who, anyone, say to yourself, that includes me. If any one of you lacks wisdom, what should he do? Let him ask of God, like we did this morning. Like we do in this church every Wednesday service. And we teach you to learn to do every day of your life. Learn to pray for wisdom. In fact, if I were you, I will make sure I'm storing up wisdom. It's not when the problem comes that I start looking for the wisdom. Just like we did this morning, there are going to be challenges in the second half of this year. Ask for wisdom well in advance. Let him ask for wisdom. Why should we ask for wisdom? Because God gives to all, not just the pastors, who, all, how, liberally, is generous with wisdom. That's what God did for Solomon in that text we read. 
Solomon was made king. He didn't know how to go about it. He said, I'm a child. So he said, God, give me wisdom. The Bible said God gave him largeness of heart. Like the sand on the seashore. The day you can count the sand on the seashore, that's when you will know how like the wisdom God gave Solomon was. And as the problems were coming, he was just solving them, solving them, solving them, solving them. That will be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. He will give to all liberally, without reproach. In other words, God will say, because you didn't tithe last month, I won't give you wisdom. No, that is not an excuse not to tithe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, verse 6, with no doubting. See, this is where the teaching of the word comes in importance. The more teaching and scripture you hear about wisdom, the more faith you will build for wisdom. And when you are praying from that place of faith, the more you are able to receive the wisdom. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro. May you never be tossed to and fro by your problems. For let not that man that lacks faith, let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. That's an answer to many people's challenges right there. Ah, why am I not receiving wisdom? Why am I not receiving provision? Maybe what he said there is the problem. You will not receive anything from God if you don't learn how to anchor yourself with faith and hope. He is a double-minded man. And like the wave of the sea is unstable in all his ways. That will not be you in Jesus' name. Jump down to chapter 3. Chapter 3 of James, the same book, verse 13. Chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show. There's a way we can know the person that is wise. And by the same token, there's a way we can know the person that is foolish. By what they are showing. What is coming out of their life. Just watch somebody. Reasonable for you, you will know. Let him show how by good conduct. All I need to do is to observe your conduct for a week. A day. An hour, papa. And if I'm on the level of God, one moment is enough. That thought in your mind, I can know whether you are walking in wisdom or not. If I'm, but you know, I'm not yet at the level of God. <laughs> I will get there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above. It's, it's now telling us that there are different kinds of wisdom. That's why we are talking about divine wisdom this morning. Because there is earthly wisdom, there is sensual wisdom, and then there is demonic wisdom. There are four kinds of wisdoms. Divine one in a class by itself, then these other three. And the demonic wisdom can supersede sensual wisdom and earthly wisdom. So anybody that is operating in earthly wisdom or sensual wisdom or demonic, um, um, Satan can easily dominate him. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But, glory be to God, the wisdom that is from above, somebody shout divine wisdom, divine wisdom. is first of all pure. 
We can know what divine wisdom is. It is peaceable. Number three, it is gentle. This is how you can even check whether you're operating divine wisdom. Is it clean or is it maligned with sin? Is it peaceable? Is it gentle? I mean, I was at the airport yesterday. Some guys were just quarreling about parking. You know they were not working in divine wisdom. Uh-uh, is it that bad? <laughs> Willing to yield. Stubborn people, oh, take notes. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality. Without hypocrisy. Verse 18, now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Let me hear someone declare I'm one of them. Father, send us your word this morning. Open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to walk in the wisdom from above. In Jesus' name. High five your neighbor once again and tell him, your better second half is here. And your great help from heaven is here. Praise God. Let me remind us of a text we read last week when we were talking about the anointing and receiving divine impartation. Ecclesiastes 9.8 Let your garment always be white and let your head lack no oil. I was looking at that text again and I saw that at first, I, I, in fact, I said, yes, last Sunday when I was preaching it, I thought all he was saying was that make sure you're always anointed. But I looked at it closely again. Oh, God opened my eyes to see it, particularly as I was preparing for service today. Let your head lack no oil. There are different kinds of oil. Some people are anointed for finances, but no anointing for ministry. He said, don't, lack, don't take because you have anointing for finances, you won't take anointing to, for service. Don't lack any oil. Glory be to God. Some people are anointed in their career, doing very well on their work, but no anointing for their marriage. Mm. Take the oil for your career. Take the oil for your marriage. Don't lack any oil. And I want to give you the wisdom equivalent. You won't find this in the Bible like this, but you know, we can read that text like this, particularly the latter part. Let your heart lack no wisdom. Get wisdom, like, like we just read about Jesus. Keep increasing in wisdom. Keep growing in wisdom. Take wisdom for ministry. Take wisdom for finances. Take wisdom for your health. Take wisdom for your marriage. Take wisdom for grow, um, raising your children. Let your head lack no anointing. Let your heart lack no wisdom. Don't get to a point where you are not reaching for more wisdom. Don't get to a point where you are not reaching for more anointing. Don't settle for less. And don't settle for the same. Can somebody say I hear? Hallelujah. Somebody shout this morning, thank you God for wisdom. All manner of wisdom. I can hear you all manner of wisdom at work in my life. Glory be to God. Let me quickly establish this morning that God has several cure-alls. You know what I mean by cure-all? Things that can handle any issue. Master keys. 
They can cure any problem. There are several cure-alls. It's a master issue. Wisdom is one of them, which we are going to focus on today, and next Sunday, and then the next. But there are several other ones. The word of God is a cure-all. Several of them. John chapter 1 from verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was in the beginning with God. Watch the cure all power of the world. All things were made through him. All things. That thing you are looking for can be made through the word. Ah, I'm looking for breakthrough financially. It can be made through the world. I'm looking for healing in my body. It can be made through the world. My marriage is upside down. I need peace in my home. It can be made through the word. The word of God is a cure all. Number two, I will tell you this morning, is the Spirit of God is a cure-all. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 from verse 15. Jesus was, Jesus was when he was living. Watch what he said here. If you love me, and we're going to come to that in this teaching series. If you love me, keep my commandments. And what will happen? I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. I am the word. I can create all things. But hey, I'm going to the Father. But when I go, I will send the helper. Let me hear somebody shout again this morning. My help comes from the Lord. I can't hear you. I said shout. My help comes from the Lord. Shout it like we sang it. All of my help comes from the Lord. I will send the helper, referring to the Holy Spirit. So what if I need help in any area or I have a problem? All I need to do is to go for the Holy Spirit. Or particularly the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I should allow myself to be led by the Holy Spirit. I should learn how to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It will solve any problem. Just like the word will solve any problem. So believers need to learn to walk in revelation knowledge. That's how you activate the cure or power in the word. Learn to get revelation from the word. Believers need to learn to be filled, like we talked about last week with the Holy Spirit. Learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. Learn to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Learn to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Glory be to God. And you can deal with any problem. Any. Somebody shout any. Any. Let me move on because of time. Our main focus in this teaching is wisdom. There's no problem wisdom cannot handle. Anybody that has a problem, we can't, I'm telling you, I can let you know it's either a word problem, or in fact, not either, it is a word problem on a level, it is a spirit problem on another level, and it's a wisdom problem on another level. All I need, say that with me this morning, all I need to address the challenges that are facing me right now is the wisdom of God. Glory be to God. Proverbs 4, verses 5 to 7. So get wisdom. 
Why? It will solve the problems. It will help you overcome the challenges. Get understanding. Proverbs 4 from verse 5. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. You see, these things actually are very interrelated. The word of God contains the wisdom of God. The spirit of God is called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Don't turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will preserve you. Love her. We're going to come back to love. I will keep pointing out the markers to you as we are going down. And she will keep you. Verse 7. Wisdom is the principal sin. The main character. The most important element. The ogakpatakpata of everything. When you go to a school, the principal is the main person there. He is the principality there. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the principal. If wisdom is there, or if the word is there, or if the spirit is there, and there's nothing else, there's no money, there's no friends, there's no government, but wisdom is there. Forget it, we are okay. The wisdom will bring the government. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? The wisdom will bring the friends. Wisdom is the principal. Hallelujah. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Lift your hands with me this morning and say, in this season of my life, I am getting wisdom on another level. Like I've never gotten it before. Because wisdom is the principal thing. Let, let me share a tale of three kings we see in the Bible with us this morning. And please keep in mind that the Bible says you and I that are born again, Christ has made us kings and priests unto our Lord. One of the best Bible studies, or one of the Bible studies you should learn to do in the course of your Christian journey from time to time is to go and read about the kings in the Bible. Starting with Saul, the first king, to all the kings. Because they are a reflection and a prophecy of who you are. They are the Old Testament version of the New Testament saints. He has, been made, he has made us kings and priests unto our God. And when you study the life of the kings, you will see those of them that did well. And you see those of them that failed. And the reason why God wrote and documented their story in the Bible is that you will not make the mistakes of those that failed and follow the example of those that did well. So I want to talk to you about three kings, talking about wisdom. Acting wisely and acting foolishly. The opposite of wisdom is foolishness. The first king we see is First Samuel chapter 13. We will not have the time to read the story, so homework you can go and read the stories. There's just one chapter each. Saul was the first one. Started well. Got anointed. Wisdom was flowing. Then a day came. They were going into battle against the Philistines. And the Bible said the Philistines gathered a lot of soldiers. Much more than the Jews had, the Israelites. And the men that were with Saul, they started getting afraid that, wow, we're going to die. So some of them started running away. Now, the custom then, before they went to battle, the priest or the pastor will come and pray for them. Samuel was the king before they go to battle. So Samuel had sent a message to them. 
I'll be coming in seven days. Wait before I come. Don't start the battle before I come. But as the days drew nearer and the Israelites saw the Philistines, the army kept getting bigger and bigger. Saul's men started getting afraid and many of them started going. The Bible told us Saul had 3,000 men of war. 2,000 were with him. 1,000 were with Jonathan, his son, in another city. So he must have had at least 2,000 men with him. If you read the story, at the end of the day, they were, it had whittled down to 600 people. Because people started going because they thought they were going to die. So Saul started getting afraid. And instead of waiting for Samuel, the pastor, see, there are some things you can do, there are some things for the pastor, to come and make the sacrifice to God. He went ahead and did the sacrifice. The custom was when the, when the people saw the priest make the sacrifice to God, they were, it's a convention that man, God is going with us into this battle. And then they will stay and fight. And most times they will win. But the instruction was wait till Samuel comes. He finished making the sacrifice, Samuel came. So we take up the reading from verse 14. Samuel said to Saul, 1 Samuel 13 and 14, you have done foolishly. I wonder how many of us are doing foolishly in our day-to-day lives. In our businesses, in our careers, in our marriages. You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. What was the commandment? Wait until the priest comes to make the sacrifice. For now, because of your foolish act, watch what happened. The consequences of not walking in wisdom. For now, (laughs) the Lord will have established your kingdom over Israel. But now your kingdom shall not continue. How many people's businesses are failing? Marriages failing. Health failing. Because of foolish behavior. God could have established your health. I keep testifying over and to the glory of God. Some of us are enjoying that. I've not been sick in over 25 years. God could have established your finances, but you have done foolishly. Look at what he now said. The Lord, I'm reading verse 15 now. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept the command of the Lord. And of course, we know that man was David. And how did he end for Saul? He lost his kingship, lost his kingdom, lost his life. Saul lost his life and David took over. That will not be anybody's portion under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. You will not do foolishly in Jesus' name. The spirit of wisdom and revelation will guide you to act wisely. Regardless of the pressure you are facing. And I'm telling you, Saul was under pressure. Go to battle with 2,000 men. 1,400 disappear. Talk to me. Will you be afraid or will you not be afraid? This is not Nintendo game. Oh. And they had every reason to be afraid. The, the enemy was a bigger army. Paul had every reason to be nervous. And that's what he said. Ah, the people were leaving. And I didn't want them to leave. That's why I made And you delayed. And yes, Samuel delayed. You know, sometimes the pastors can make mistakes. But please, that's no excuse to do foolishly. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Now let's go deeper in this. This is where this teaching gets interesting. So God found David. 
And that's the second thing I want to talk about. And do you know the amazing thing? David did foolishly. His story is in 2 Samuel 24. And there's a comparative of that story in 1 Chronicles 21. You need to study the kings if you've never studied it. And you will learn a lot. David too did foolishly. But in the case of David, watch. God still established David's kingdom. <laughs> God, allowed, we are still talking David today. Do you know what they call Jesus' name? The son of David. Ah, is God partial? We just read wisdom from our God is not partial. Why did Saul do foolishly? And why did David do foolishly? And yet, God still established David's kingdom. You will learn it from the story. What was David's story? One day, David got up. In fact, the Bible said the devil tempted him. If you read the Chronicles um, story, to go and count the army of Israel. God had told him, don't count my inheritance. It's not your property, it's my property. When David said it, his chief army said, ah, why does the king want to count the inheritance? Don't count them, they are the lost inheritance. God will, in fact, God will increase them a hundred times more. David said, go and count them, my friend. Are you the king? The armies of the captains came and said, ah, no, king, don't count them. He said, go and count them. The Bible told us for nine months, that foolishness ran in David's life for nine months. You know, sometimes foolishness can control your life for one month, two months, three months, six months. Nine months, some people nine years. Tempted of the devil. They counted inheritance, but watch the difference between the Davids and the Saul's. You see, let me tell you the truth. All of us do foolishly. Because we are human. Is there anybody there that has not, not made a mistake before? Is there anybody there that something you know God told you to do? Can I just rob somebody small this morning? You know where I'm going. Like, don't be coming to church late. And you come to church late. <laughs> Let me quickly move on before someone stops listening to the message. <laughs> We've all made mistakes. Why does God preserve the Davids and abandon the souls? It's in this story. So when they brought the report to David, watch verse 10, 2 Samuel 24. David's heart condemned him. He didn't have to wait for the pastor to tell him. David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, he didn't have to wait to come to church on Sunday to hear altar call, you need to rededicate your life. No. When he realized or when the foolishness lifted, I love something I saw on the internet this week, one meme. They said, if you marry a very bad wife, Satan will stop chasing you because he has settled you. <laughs> The people that come up with these things, I don't think they have work. <laughs> that took wisdom to come up with that. So, I mean, there are 8 billion people. By the time he gives you a bad or bad husband, though, please, no offense to the woman. He will just leave your case. You have finished your own story. That's what happened to David. After that nine months of foolishness, and they brought the report, ah, finished with this man. Satan left him. Then his eyes opened. Hey, I've been living under a cloud of foolishness. The day it dawned on him that he has been foolish. What did he do? He repented. That's Saul. They didn't tell us Saul repented. In fact, you know what happened to Saul? After Samuel told him, he now tried to pull Samuel. On top, he now tore the, the pastor's suit. The suit they gave the pastor. And he didn't buy him another suit back and beg. He just left it. And, okay, so what? Both of them did foolishly. 
but somebody repented. One day David killed somebody's husband. No, he first slept with the wife, impregnated her. Eh? When the husband started making noise, that is sounding like some things that are happening around though. Yeah. Let, let me leave that. <laughs> killed the husband. <laughs> so David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done, but now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. I mean, he even qualified it. And if you really look at it, David's own was very foolish. I mean, I can understand Saul's foolishness. If I go to the battlefront, and there's an army that is stronger than mine, and my men are running away. I may be tempted to, out of nervousness. This one, there was no problem. It was just a temptation of the devil. And people even advised him, don't do it. He did it. And Saul's own was just battlefront. Maybe one day, one week, David's own was nine months. But yet, God forgave him. And God restored his kingdom. And I think that's a big lesson for us. You are going to make mistakes. Let, let me open up my life a bit. Pastor Inka and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, we come and we share testimony of how God blessed us. We did this investment, made money. We don't tell you the investment that we did, that we lost money. Because it's not a testimony. Why should I discourage you? So I just took it yesterday and I'm like, you see, one of the ways wisdom begins to operate in your life is it starts showing you how foolish you've been. And recently God just showed me some Investments I've done, two in particular, millions of naira down the drain up till today. I'm having to use faith for restoration, God restore, and repenting like David. And I'm asking, how could I have been so foolish? How could I have been so foolish? But I'm learning from David. When wisdom begins to tell you that you have been wrong, learn to, Lord, I'm sorry. But you know some people, they will continue, they will do as if they didn't hear. I told you last week, watch your attitude. And I'm praying again that all of us will drop stinking attitudes, wrong attitudes, that will not help us in this better half of the year. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Because the problem here is not making mistakes or doing foolishly. The problem here is your attitude. When you wake out of your stupidity or your rascality, when God opens your eyes, that for the last nine months, what you have been doing is wrong. Do you repent and say, Lord, forgive me? Or do you just do as if? Let's go on. After all, God is a God of mercy. That's a wrong application of mercy. David told us that application of mercy. When the, the prophet came to meet him, he said, God is going to give you three options. Number one, there will be famine for seven years. Let me tell you the truth. Your foolishness will always have consequences. Just like your wise actions will have consequences. So God is giving you three options. One, there will be famine for seven years. Please read this story when you get to more. Second Samuel 24. Two, your enemies will pursue you for three months. Three, I will bring judgment for three days. Pick and choose one. Watch David's attitude and understanding of mercy. He said, look, let me take God's option. It's better for me to fall in God's hand than in the hand of men. I don't want famine for seven years. 
I don't want my enemies to chase me for three months. We may never recover for them. He said, he said, he said let me take the, the third option of falling into God's hands because God's mercy is great. Don't put me in the hand of men. Men, I don't trust them. Then God sent an angel. Watch God's mercy. 70,000 people were killed. And that's God being merciful. Maybe if it was men, they would have killed 700 million. I mean, 700,000. Because the census was 5 million in one place. I think Israel was 5 million. Judah was 3.5 million or so. That is mercy. Not that, hey, it doesn't matter. That's how the souls miss God. You will not miss God in Jesus' name. Third king. Let me quickly tell you about the story. His name is King Asa. You find the story in 2 Chronicles 16. Saul's story is in 1 Samuel 13. David's story is in 2 Samuel 24. And 1 Chronicles 21. It's good to read both stories. There are some things the Chronicle account records that the Samuel account didn't record. 2 Chronicles 16 is King Asa. Another great guy. Started very well. And in his earlier battles, he will lean on God. One day... The king of Israel came to find him, fight him. I think he was the king of Judah. And rather than leaning on God, praying, fasting, confessing the word, believing God for wisdom, the Bible said he went to meet the king of Syria. He said, look, the king of Judah, um, Israel has come to attack me. You go from his behind and attack him from behind so he can't focus, he can't fight on both fronts. And the king of Syria did what Asa said. Started attacking the king of Israel from behind. So the king of Israel abandoned the war he was doing with Asa, turned and went to fight the king of Syria. His strategy worked. Except it was a natural strategy. Then God sent Pastor T to him on a Sunday morning talking about wisdom. And Pastor T preached the sermon. Let's read from verse 9. Pastor T came and told him that uh, five years ago when you were trying to write your exam from school, did you not pray and fast and study the word? Two years ago when your health was in crisis, did you not come for prayer and we believe you are leaning on God? Why are you now leaning on the arm of flesh? Is it that there's no more God in heaven? You are now looking for natural solutions to your problem. There's no God in heaven to pray to anymore. There's no God we can seek for wisdom anymore. That's, that was the message the prophet brought. Verse 9, 2 Chronicles 16. And now told him, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those who are loyal to him. What are we talking about being loyal to him? When that problem came, when that health crisis came, when that financial challenge came, when that ministry problem came, who did you call? Who did you turn to, men or God? This guy turned to men. And the prophet told him, in this you have done foolishly. Nobody will do foolishly in their lives any longer in the name of Jesus. In this you have done foolishly. Therefore, from now on you shall have wars. One foolish mistake. And now stay having wars for the rest of his life. Sometimes this is how recurring problems come. One act of foolishness. 
But watch this guy's attitude. Watch stinking attitude. After Pastor T preached, Benasa was angry with this year. And he put him in prison. Now, I know you can't physically put me in prison. At least I know I have enough friends here that will come and bail me out. But can you just shut me out? Because that's a kind of imprisonment. See, these are types and shadows. Who are people that I preach to and rebuke and correct in church? And after I said what God told me, say they will just shut out. That's Pastor Tizon. No? Just leave him. That's Pastor Tizon. Attitude. He was angry with the seer and put him in prison for he was enraged at him because of this. Look at this text in Jeremiah 17. Let me give you, I don't have the, I want you to read the passage from verse 5 to verse 11. Because this was Asa's foolishness. And I'm praying that nobody will make such mistakes any longer in the name of Jesus. Cursed is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Whose heart departs from the Lord? Is somebody learning something this morning? We are talking about how to get divine wisdom. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see good when it comes, but shall inhabit the packed places of the wilderness in a salt land which shall not be inhabited. I pray for you that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. May your help always come from God and not from men. And may you know how to seek God for help when you're in trouble. Amen. May your heart always trust in God. Amen. No matter how difficult the problem is. Hallelujah. Lift your hands this morning. Lord, I thank you because you have made me a king. Pray. I thank you, God, because you have made me a king and a priest unto you. I ask, oh God... Your word declares, through wisdom, king's reign, help me to always walk in wisdom and not to act foolishly. No matter the challenges, no matter the difficulties, no matter the pressure. And Lord, when I fail, and understand it is a when, when I fail, help me to be humble, to seek your face so that you can help me. Like you helped David. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me now go into the meat of the matter. How can I access wisdom? Because that's what we need. God has made us kings and priests in this world. And by wisdom, kings rule. One mistake can wreck a kingdom. One mistake can wreck a family. Pastor Inka told me a story. <laughs> we were just talking yesterday, talking about money and all that. We are planning the money mastery seminar we want to have. How many of you have heard of multi-level marketing? Uh -huh. Don't raise your hand up. How many of you are doing it? Don't raise your hand up. So back in the day, you see, sometimes you just you learn wisdom from experience. We too, we did multi-level marketing. You know? Those of you old-timers that are here, how many of you did non-specto? Hey, we put money inside too. Foolishness. Grade A foolishness. 
like all his, I think the last one was MMM now. So this guy came to Pastor Inka. Pastor Inka too didn't respect to them. All of us did. And Pastor Inka even mentioned some names me I didn't know. <laughs> and he said he wants to go to MMM. Pastor said, ah, don't do it, oh. I've been there before. Is that I'm still standing here is God. The guy he just ignored, ignored Pastor Yuka. So the money for his children's school fees that he and his wife raised to pay school fees, <laughs> he put it inside. I mean, when I started all this money investment that I made and I lost, I just thank God that imagine if all this money was money I'm supposed to pay rent and to pay children's school fees or to eat in the house. How will blood pressure go up? I just thank God that it's not money that I need for day-to-day life. So when the thing now vanished, he now came to Pastor Yinka. Ah, Pastor, what can I do? <laughs> so Pastor Yinka said, I can't send you. First of all, go and tell your wife. Don't let her hear from NTA News. <laughs> Grade A foolishness. We've all done it before. The issue is, some people will see do MMM again if they come back home. Don't move too much, they I'm talking about you. <laughs> ah, maybe if I had come out two months before. You, it's the day you're coming out, the thing will crash. <laughs> Let's learn how to lay hold on divine wisdom. Hallelujah. And I will hang it up here today, but let me quickly give you our four channels here. Number one is the word of God. You want to always have wisdom so you will not do foolishly or very foolishly like David. My son, if you receive my words, Proverbs chapter 2 from verse 1, and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. The wisdom of God is in the word of God. Read your Bible. Meditate on the word of God. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, how? In all wisdom. That's the number one channel of wisdom. Number two channel of wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 from verse 14 to the end calls him the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I will say it again, like we said last week, learn to be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. The Bible says what we are speaking when we speak in tongues is divine wisdom. That the devil doesn't know. Wisdom that was ordained before the foundation of the world for our glory. You want to have wisdom so that when there's pressure you will not do foolishly? Or when you do foolishly, there will be enough humility and grace to repent? Learn to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three is what we did this morning. Ask for it. James 1 from verse 5. Pray for wisdom. This church prayer focus. I'm going to teach you guys. I've already sent it out in our chat room. We have a specific daily prayer focus for each day. Today, Sunday, our prayer focus is praying for restoration and comfort. The foolishness you've done before. That God will restore the years that have been stolen. You should be praying for that because most likely you are going to do something foolish one day. You are not perfect. But may you be like David. When the foolishness lifts, you can quickly turn to God and say, God, help me. 
and restore. Pray for wisdom. If you have a habit of always praying for wisdom, your heart will be full of wisdom. Glory be to God. And the fourth one which we are going to talk about starting from next week is the fear of God. That's the fourth channel of wisdom. And that's what I want to dwell on. I've been teaching on this for years now. I'm trusting God to reflect more in people's lives. Learn to walk in the fear of God. Over and over again in scriptures, the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Can I hear loud amen? Tap your neighbor and say the beginning of wisdom. Shake that neighbor. Let the neighbor hear you. The beginning of wisdom. You know that was this wisdom 101. Is to fear God. What does it mean to fear God? To honor God. To respect God. To have reverence for God. If you can learn to do these things. Divine wisdom will just be hallelujah. And you will rarely make mistakes. But when you do make mistakes, you'll be able to retrace your steps. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet this morning. Leave those hands to heaven. And let's start by humbling ourselves like David. I know all of us have made mistakes. I know. I mean, me, I'm the pastor. Now, God said last month, we got these two particular investments. Plenty money. If they touch my life with that money, if they touch my life with half of that money now, hey, Lagos, we hear. But foolishness. I'm like, why did I even do that? I'm like, David, why did I go and count? Why did I go and count? But thank God, God can restore. Leave those hands where you are. Open your mouth and talk to God this morning. Kaya Labusha. Where I've missed it. Whether it's in your marriage. Whether it's concerning your health. Whether it's your spiritual life. Wisdom does not come to condemn us. Wisdom is the Holy Spirit. Helping us. Kalabusha Kataya. Whether it's on your job. Your relationship. Whatever it is, my help cometh from the Lord. (laughs) The spirit of wisdom is my helper. Say this, Heavenly Father, like David, I come boldly to your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find help in my time of need. Lord, everywhere I've missed it, everywhere I've made mistakes, everywhere I have done foolishly, I ask, oh God, for your help. Bring restoration. Bring comfort. Help me to recover where I've made losses. Help me to turn from the path of foolishness, from the way of foolishness, and to begin to walk in the path of... The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org.
telephone, 234-810-00-00640.